Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With HSE Midwest. For updated factual information, see hse.ie. By staying apart, we can save lives. We're all affected by the pandemic in different ways. Unfortunately, some are more vulnerable than others and there's been a notable change in how those with eating disorders are handling the crisis. Due to the uncertainty of the current climate, it's easy for people with eating disorders to fall back into old habits as a coping mechanism. And I'm joined on the line by friend of the show and eating disorder specialist, Fierna Kennedy. Good morning, Fierna. How are you? Morning, Joe. How are you? So, Fiona, there are so many memes going around about how overweight people are going to be after lockdown. Mm. And while they're meant in good spirit, could they be harmful for people with an eating disorder? Joe, they are so triggering for people with eating disorders now. And the problem with that is when people see the the risk in that or that they're going to, to gain weight as a result of quarantine, what they're doing is they're starting to restrict even more. And obviously the ongoing impact of that can be that, you know, Unfortunately, your line is breaking up a tiny bit on us, Fierna. Okay. Are you still okay. with me there? Yeah, can you hear me now? I can hear you a little bit better now, sorry. Okay, yes. hopefully that'll, that'll stay. Um, yeah, so the, all that media and all that, you know, these, these comments about weight gain and quarantine and so on that's really really triggering and what we must remember about eating disorders or eating disorders are the coping mechanisms so they're coping mechanisms to cope with you know difficult situations and unpleasant emotions and right now we're facing both of those so you know the pandemic there's so much uncertainty uncertainty around you know whether we'll get the the, the virus whether our loved ones will get the virus when will the restrictions end you know with the precautions that need to be taken there's an awful lot involved in it at the minute and what we know is that people with eating disorders they'll they'll try to create structure and certainty within their food world as best they can alternatively they'll comfort eat to get through the emotions that they'll experience and Fiona, things that others mightn't even think of, like talk of stockpiling food, can have an effect. Huge effect, yeah. So, you know, I suppose especially in the early stages when the virus hit Ireland, and, you know, um, initially, there was an awful lot of people running out and stockpiling and, and so on. And if you think about it for someone with an eating disorder, especially someone who binge eats or comfort seats, when you've got a lot of food in the house, there's a huge temptation there. And so if you're trying to cope with, you know, an overload of emotions or overwhelm, you'll likely go back to what you know to do. So, you know, I suppose neural pathways are so well formed when eating disorders exist. And so at times of heightened times of stress, we'll go back to what we knew once worked. So we will derive comfort or we will derive stability or we will derive some certainty from our our eating behaviours. But really what we're doing is we're masking the problem, which is really our experience and how we feel about the the pandemic. And what about the closure of gyms and fitness centres? One of the things I suppose I'm noticing a lot from chatting to people in my in my practice is how small their worlds become. So normal, I suppose, coping mechanisms that they would have to deal with their eating disorders is, you know, say yoga, gyms, um, peer connections, even structure, something as simple as structure and routine in your day where you're getting out to work. All that has been taken. So it's, it's, they're existing in a much, much smaller world. And really, they've been stripped of a lot of the things that they've depended on and relied upon. Um, and another one is, is, I suppose, around, you know, the food. It's just 
you know, for many people who are really struggling around food and who have access to specific health shops and so on where they'd be getting food where their food intake is really quite limited and they have a narrow range of food, they will be panicking at the moment about whether they'll have access to the food that they need. Mm-hmm. And so there again is a coping mechanism insofar as that can be, you know, with the closure of shops and so on, will they, will they have access to that? Right. So it really is coming at them from all angles during a pandemic. Yeah, and I think, you know, in many ways, Joe, it's made it's made somewhat worse by the judgment that's around eating disorders. Um, somebody related to me there recently that, you know, she was she was just having a really difficult day and, you know, experiencing um, her body, you know, really having negative body image that day. And, you know, what I'm noticing as well is the body dysmorphic tendencies around eating disorders where we, you know, see ourselves as being larger than we are has heightened as well because within an eating disorder what we tend to do is interpret negative energy through the body so we actually experience it as a heaviness or a weight, a weight gain and we actually see that in the mirror. So uh, one particular woman has a bad experience with that and she mentioned it to her, her partner at the time, her partner who said, you know, is that all you can think about your weight and this people dying? My point on that was, you know, that look, she's had an eating disorder for several years and she'll most likely have an eating disorder for many more years and through the pandemic before and after it and so you know it's it's i suppose she's had those experiences many times um, and to think that that you know to make it so menial at this point uh really shows a lack of understanding which can add to the shame and anxiety that someone feels about themselves and you know it's a very interesting point we're chatting to fierna kennedy that the people around someone uh, mm-hmm. who is going through this are also stressed and they're stressed oh. in a way that they mightn't otherwise be. And so where their first mm-hmm. instinct generally might be to support, mm-hmm. uh, their first instinct at the moment might be to snap. Well, absolutely right. I mean, you know, where there's not even an eating disorder in the house, people are, you know, about to pull their hair out. So you can imagine, add that into the mix, and especially where, you know, eating disorders are very, are viewed from a behavioural perspective. So where, you know, God, if you just eat properly or if you just, you know, if you stop eating rubbish and you stop binging or if you just eat, you know, just eat, you know, where anorexia or orthorexia might be present. Um, it's really just looking at the symptom and not what's driving the eating disorder. And that's really important. It's like when you think of it from the perspective that eating disorders are to manage, they're about managing stuff. And so if we just look at the behavioural, we're really missing what the actual problem is. The other thing, of course, Fiona, is people are cut off from their support. Mm-hmm. I mean, OK, people mm-hmm. can deal with you virtually, but they can't see mm-hmm. you face to face the way they normally would. Absolutely. And, you know, since I've moved online, I suppose I had a huge resistance to moving online as well, because, that you know, the intimacy and the connection in the room is gone. Um, and, you know, but, you know, surprisingly enough, it's actually proving to be an effective measure for now. So it's good that that support is still available. But it is what you say. I mean, so many people have said to me that part of the, the ritual almost of therapy is to come into the space, to come into the safety of the room, to be met in such a non-judgmental way um, and to, you know, be worked with therapeutically, that that, that has changed. Um, and so, so many, that's another, I suppose, change that people are trying to manage and negotiate right now. And what about someone uh, who has an eating disorder triggered for the first time in this mm. pandemic? Absolutely. And that's, you know, that's so likely. You see, what we know about eating disorders, Joe, is that there has to be a fertile ground for them. So this pandemic in and of itself isn't going to cause an eating disorder, obviously. But what we know is if there's, 
you know, a history maybe of trauma, if there's a history of, um, you know, low self-esteem, lack of self-worth. So there's loads of sort of what we call fertile ground there. Um, and so if uh, something like this pandemic then occurs on top of where there's an increased amount of negative emotion and people start to try and look for control, they can get it through something like dieting. So, or exercising, and you see the thing is, in the initial stages, it works. That's I think a lot of the time that's not that's not seen. That eating disorders work for a time, and what I mean by work is that when I if I if I'm feeling really out of control and everything around me is uncertain, you know, I'm not managing that very well, and then suddenly I start to, to diet. Okay, now I feel I have a bit of control somewhere in my life at least. And then once I kind of become acquainted with that control and I start to kind of like it and maybe get some comments and, you know, God, you lost it to weight and whatever. Now I'm starting to get a real feel-good factor. So I'll up the ante there and I'll keep it going and I'll keep trying to get that experience. And you see, there's no line in the sand for when somebody crosses from, you know, a healthy intention of maybe losing some weight or, you know, going you know, going healthy or whatever the, the initial intention is to when we cross over into an eating disorder. So what was once helpful then becomes harmful. And at that stage, you know, what I'd say most people are quite in the grips of an eating disorder by the time they recognise that there is actually a problem. Yeah. And Fiona, what is your general advice then at the moment? You know, everything, yeah. as we know, is so much more difficult mm-hmm. to manage in anyone's life at the moment. What do yeah. they do if they have an eating disorder, if one has been recently triggered? Mm-hmm. What I would say, first of all, I suppose for people who um, have an eating disorder, or, you know, one of the things I'm noticing as well is people who's kind of well-established in their recovery, on their recovering journey, um, have had almost a flare-up of disordered eating thoughts or body image um, thoughts at the minute. And, it's, it's you know, what I'd be saying is don't beat yourself up over that. You know, that this is, we, we go back to what we know and this is, a, you know, a real time of such uncertainty that makes sense that this is happening. So don't judge yourself, don't judge your recovery on if, if that has happened for you. And for somebody who's just, you know, recognising that there might be an eating disorder therapy, to make contact with professionals, to try and get on, on the road to recovery as quick as possible. Because what we know is that the sooner that an eating disorder is diagnosed and treated, the greater the chance of full recovery. Um, so that's the first thing I'd say. And the other thing I suppose is I would also say to try and stay connected, to stay connected with whatever support you have, even if that's online, um, to try and reach out to peers that might understand, to talk to family members. Eating disorders thrive in isolation. So to do your very best to, to stay connected. Another one I would say is, uh, which is really important, is to create some routine. So, you know, we exist better with some structure. So really trying to set a time of getting up, trying to put activities through the day that support you. That could be meditation, a little bit of yoga, moderate exercise, you know, going out for a stroll, getting some fresh air and really trying to meal plan as well. So I don't want to make eating disorders about food, but obviously food and weight is a huge component of them. And one of the things is like once we start to plan our meals and try and really to stick to that plan, at the end of the day, that's an accomplishment in and of itself. Um, the other thing I'd really be saying is to try and get some sleep, good quality sleep if possible, because obviously when anxiety is right and so on, it's happening, that our, our sleep can, can um, really be altered as well. And, you know, one of the things that's really triggering for any of us is that if we have, if we're tired, we're more likely to eat, we'll have more cravings to eat and to get energy in. And, you know, there's some 
there's enough of those emotional triggers going on without having physical ones as well, yeah. which will be there. But I mean, sleep is one thing. And just to say one strategy that I use with people, which can be quite helpful, it's HALT. So stop in other words, but HALT. And H is for hunger. So try to identify if it's a physical hunger or an emotional hunger. And there's ways of doing that. Um, a is for anger or, you know, emotions in general. Is this, is, am I wanting something in response to anger? Um, L is for loneliness or, you know, or boredom there as well, where, you know, we're literally wanting some comfort, wanting something to, to you know, connect with. And T is for thirst or tiredness. So identifying, look, is it actually thirst? Because sometimes we can mistake those signals for actually food um, instead of, you know, a hydrate white water or whatever. And the other one is tiredness. We know that we will crave energy when we're tired. And so we'll do that through wanting food and usually sweet food. Okay, that's very good advice uh, when it comes to eating disorders or indeed other things that people are going uh, through during COVID-19. Thank you very much to friend of the show and eating disorder specialist, Fiona Kennedy. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With HSE Midwest. For updated factual information, see hse.ie. By staying apart, we can save lives.